What's up, y'all? It's Chase. We've got a great episode. We're interviewing Scott Dolly, dude, about some amazing ways that you can have more energy in your day. I really geeked out in this one, and so did Steph. We had a blast. You're going to like this. It gets starts off where we get into his story. We hear about how he started his business, the kind of physical therapy and body movement sort of stuff he does, so don't get lost in there, because this stuff we get into about how you can have more energy in your day is amazing. But first of all, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is accounting software for small businesses. Okay, it helps you send invoices that look professional, that get opened, and that get you paid. I particularly love the fact that I can have clients pay me through their credit cards. I don't have to cash checks and stuff like that. You can check out FreshBooks and get 30 days for free when you go to freshbooks.com slash fizzle. And then enter Fizzle in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Thank you to FreshBooks for supporting the Fizzle Show and independent business. All right, let's get it going. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! All right, can't yell that loud because my daughter's sleeping in the back room. I need to make... Careful, because my wife's downstairs, and she's the mama bear. She's going to whap my face around. This is The Fizzle Show, and I'm so pumped to talk to you every week about things that are interesting to indie entrepreneurs, people who are earning a living doing something that they care about or working towards it. You know what I've got stuck in my head is, if, in case you didn't listen to our last uh, interview or, or one of the ones before that, the difference between swimming in the fishbowl, waiting around for someone else to feed you, the, you, know, you know, it's pretty comfortable, you're kind of safe because you know that person's going to feed you. At least they have to legally. Uh, and swimming in the open ocean. Getting out where you have to feed yourself, but you have freedom. You can explore how you want to. You can live the life that you want to. That's what we're about. Specifically, how do we figure out how to make this income? How do we earn our living doing this kind of stuff? And an endlessly, endlessly interesting question such that we're in episode almost 250 of the show. So if you're brand new here, welcome. We have a gift for you at fizzle.co slash toolkit with all of these free guides that are going to help you think more intelligently about your business, especially if you're early on or if you're ready for some serious traction and growth. You can find that at fizzle.co slash toolkit. Now, Today on the show, first of all, Steph Crowder is joining me. Steph, say what's up. Hey, everybody. So excited to be here. I'm very excited for today's conversation. Yeah, this is going to be a blast because we're joined by a gentleman named Scott Dolly, who likes to play up a little bit of this country bumpkin vibe sometimes. But don't fool yourself. This guy knows what he's talking about. And I'm excited specifically about hearing some tips and tactics and some and some wisdom and insight from him about how we can have more energy as entrepreneurs. We all know how much energy it takes to wake up every morning and to apply ourselves to not only our day jobs sometimes, but then the evenings, the weekends where we're building our own thing. You know, no one's going to build this stuff for you. So you got to have energy to do it. So we're going to get into some of that. But first, I just want to say, Scott, welcome, man. Welcome to the Fizzle Show. What's up, guys? So, uh, so happy to be here. Yeah, man. Awesome. So where are you in the world right now, Scott? I am in Winchester, Virginia. Winchester, Virginia, where yep. uh, over Thanksgiving you said that you did a little little hunting. You had uh, you had c- captured a deer. You had <laughs> butchered it. You had prepared it for your family for for Thanksgiving, and then you vacuum sealed and froze the rest of it. Like this is the kind of life we're talking about. Yeah, uh, Appalachia, baby. <laughs> Appalachia. That's crazy. My goodness, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually, I killed it. I didn't capture it. I shot it. Okay, got it. You, you, I was I was searching for the word. As you can tell, I am not from Appalachia. I'm like, yeah. what do you do? What do you do yeah. to a deer? Do you? How do you? Does it hurt? I don't understand. It would be impressive if you captured it. I don't know anyone that's done that. I'm chal- I have a challenge all of a sudden. I'm like, he said capture one. Let me work with that. <laughs> that's right. So, um, so tell me about your business today, right now. What does your yep. business look like today? So uh, right now, today, uh, we're sitting inside of ten thousand square feet. There's um, multiple dynamics that go into it. There is a cash-based rehab injury prevention clinic where 
and cash base for those that doesn't know means the main system that's out there in rehabilitative medicine, say you tore your ACL, you had surgery and now you need rehab, right? Physical yeah. therapy, mm-hmm. you bill insurance and that's mm. the whole mess that it is in this world. So there's yeah. cash based practices out there that don't bill insurance. We don't even participate in insurance. We don't accept, we don't, you know, support Got it. it. So I'm a cash based practice. So that's a whole carve out your own path right there on top of being an entrepreneur is that like yeah. so many really good practitioners out there know that they're limited by this system we're participating in. Mm. It's a single joint approach. You can't, you know, I could have a whole podcast about that stuff, so I won't go down the line or we can get mm. into it a little bit about how I shaped my business, but mm. I don't, I, we will work on anything you have going on. If your knee hurts, I'm going to work on your hip, your other ankle, everything to restore total movement uh, and alignment in your body and in your life. So cash rehab practice, also injury prevention. I strive to get people ahead of the game and I want to have an injury prevention practice, but I can't get out of the rehab business. Mm. Get it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Our whole world is retroactive. It's like after I blow my knee out or after I bulge three discs, now I'm going to choose to get my act together and yeah. seek help and get better and then change things. Mm. I'm trying to get people way ahead of that game. Mm. Like, don't come to me when you've already blown your rotator cuff out. Come to me during the six months you were feeling tightness. Yeah. But in our mm-hmm. current system, unless you're injured, you can't get care. Seriously, right. unless yeah. something's wrong, a doctor's not going to give you a script that says go get rehab. Yeah. It's up. It's really like, wow, you can't even, even if someone were to be awakened within themselves enough to be a proactive preventative person, they can't get care in this country for it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Crazy. So carving out a little niche right there. So within that practice, right, I have local people that have just had, you know, hip replacements, knee replacements, rotator cuff rehabs, back pain, disc bulges, uh, peripheral nerve root entrapment, you know, the runner's knee, jumper's knee, tennis elbow, carpal tunnel, that whole thing is that part of the practice. Then I have athletes, you know, from lecturing nationally, internationally, and just kind of starting to try to make a name for myself. Um, People fly in and book long sessions with me. So recently Mm. about once a month, it's kind of getting average that someone will like fly in or drive in and book three to eight hours with me. And they come in and we do an entire intensive day of let me, um, analyze how you move, where your biomechanical faults are. Let me hear your injury history, the stuff that's, you know, piling up on you that nobody else is fixing. And then let's reinvent your movement and give you a whole plan for how you need to train, how you need to deal with this stuff. So that's a whole service that comes in through there. Um, I work with a couple NFL athletes, uh, train them in the off season. I work with some jujitsu athletes. Uh, so the one-on-one part of it is people come in and buy my time really. Yeah. And then I got to I got to define it as cash based practice or injury prevention practice. But people come work with me one on one in that setting. Then there's a whole gym setting, which is like people are paying for their membership, right? And okay. then they're just coming in working out. Yeah. Uh, we're open six a.m. to eight thirty p.m. We run about ten classes a day. Um, so many of the concepts that I run on, as my business was getting bigger than you know uh, me and my original business partner could work with we had to hire people. Well, I couldn't hire anybody. There's, mm. I, there's no training out there for the level of stuff. So I had to write my own courses, like wow. growth out of, you know, necessity. Like, so I have, I have my own, um, Epic certification, which is evolution performance instructor certification. Mm. It is about two months of ahead of time schedule. Uh, my athletes and or my coaches and instructors have to know every muscle in the body. Um, it's a two day, 18 hour course where I lecture for about nine hours a day, two days in a row. Wow. Uh, it's, it's super intensive. It has like a 20% right now, about two out of every 10 people that take it, fail it. Um, wow. there's a full, there's a full practical portion that goes with it. So they actually, once you take the written test, then you actually come in for a practical exam and you have to demonstrate a bunch of stuff in front of me. So even after the weekend of the course, people still have four to six weeks of study time and then they come back and take the test. Hmm. Um, hmm. I've written my own manual therapy instrument assisted soft tissue mobilization course. So have you guys heard of Graston or Hawk grips or connect tools? No, man, like, you're talking that weirdo. I know about email tools, man. Yeah. I know about capture, emails. Capture and deer. You know about capture and deer. I'm a damn deer capturer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once you captured it, if you took these surgical stainless steel tools and, yeah. uh, kind of, you know, it's pretty much just using a tool on the outside of somebody's skin to break up adhesions in the fascia to increase oxygenation, um, to increase some chi and prana. If you want to talk about that whole line of things, but we don't tell people that (laughs) (laughs) we just make their, we just make their elbow feel better. They say, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, the life decisions are about to get better also, but I threw that in for free. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So you do this like fascia work and, and scraping and stuff like that. Seems like yeah. now, hold on. This is fascinating to me just on a side note because yep. uh, it seems like this whole realm of organizations like yours, institutions like yours, where, where we're talking about whole body movement, we're talking about a holistic way of looking at at um, how, how the hip moves and that's connected to the yep. ankle and the knee and the shoulder yeah, and all this like stuff. All of this stuff, it seems relatively new, but it seems like it is a niche that is on the rise. Like people are fired up about this because we're realizing there's there. Like I'm, I'm just personally new to it and just researching yeah. uh, stuff and just learning about health and nutrition and some of this stuff. And I hear about guys like you on the Ben Greenfield podcast. And that to me seems like this whole world. And you hear him on, on Tim Ferriss's show. Uh, Laird Hamilton's doing all his stuff yep. as well. Kelly Starrett's out there. These are probably names yep. a lot of us haven't heard of but in like the health and wellness nutrition well these are the new tony robbins almost right these are like the new people who are becoming the like it's a it's almost like a rise of some is it is it a rise of like a new philosophy uh yeah it it really is it's it's getting out of a single joint approach so Mm. in the current system right now to catch people up about how this rise like how would it be a rise right you gotta know some history to that so if you hurt your elbow you'll get a script for therapy that says here the therapist is now allowed to work on your elbow. Mm. Well, when you get into, like I did my master thesis on the functional movement screen where you watch how a body moves and then you can actually predict injury, right? Mm. So Mm. if you have an elbow issue, unless you fell down the steps and banged it, which means there was an acute trauma that caused just your elbow to hurt. And like that's, there's no Scooby-Doo mystery to figure out. You fell down the steps and it hurt. (laughs) Yeah. But what, yeah. yeah, But what about over six months? There's no rhyme or reason. You can't figure it out. Just your elbow's killing you. Mm. It's not your elbow, man. Yeah. It's like your shoulder or it's your hips mm-hmm. aren't under you or it's the way it's it's something in your workspace environment that you're doing 3000 mm. times a day but it's again you're moving your shoulder wrong so that your elbow gets tweaked. So yeah. your shoulder and your knees are just hinge joints. Mm. Your your elbow has to hinge in between your shoulder and your wrist. If your shoulder and wrist is out of a line, your elbow is going to get tweaked every time you unfold your arm. So in the current system, those of us, Kelly Sterritz and other people you just named, as yeah. we were learning all this stuff, we learned traditional stuff. And then those of us that weren't sheep, that were entrepreneurial thinkers, that who yeah. had a natural thirst of how do you heal the damn body, yeah. we didn't listen to the protocols. So we have discovered, and that's what's so, it's almost like um, it's, it's uh, ensuring when you look around and you're like, oh, I thought about that the other day too. Cool. Somebody else saw that. You don't fix the elbow by working on the elbow when it's a repetitive stress disorder. And in the current system we participate in, if you take a script for an elbow to a therapist and they work on your shoulder, that's called fraud. Wow. Yeah, big That's wild. crazy. It's yeah. so f- up, dude. It's that's wild. A lot, of heat, a lot of heat in me about that. <laughs> okay, I love this. I love this. So there's a lot of heat in you in general. I'm noticing. Yeah, like the, the, I love the way that you <laughs> that you um, talk about the these entrepreneurial types, the ones who are realizing this is not the way it should be. Started creating their own practices. Started putting together their own systems of stuff like that. Now, so you are on sort of an early edge of this, and now you've got both working one on one with clients as well as a membership oriented sort of gym setup. Yeah. Now that. I, I write those, we, we, I, I'm the head of programming, and then my head coach is the assistant director of programming. So we do real programming. Like you don't have to take our classes, but when you come in, we program in 12 week cycles. We we program through the periodization model of 12 week cycles, functional cycle, or strength cycle, or agility cycle. So it's it is like the everybody hopes to have gains. Oh, I hope I can lose weight, or I hope yeah, I can get stronger. Yeah. It's like strength is the easiest damn human characteristic to build. It's really, really simple to build strength. Mm. But Mm. the rest of how you perform, I can work on your fascia and get your muscles firing better, and you're stronger now. Yeah, Uh, I I presented in Georgia a few years ago at a medical conference on even in trained athletes, like 71% of muscle fibers don't fire, or only Mm. 71% of the muscle fires, and even in trained athletes, because the other rest of it's all scarred down and matted up. Okay. So that's what those fascia sort of scraping tools that you're using are are used for to open that kind of stuff up. 
yes, and then a okay. bunch of other stuff. But yeah, just like that, it's all fascial restriction and everything didn't matter up. So, so, so you've got this yeah. way of looking at things that is more that is like that my doctor just doesn't have that my you know twenty four hour fitness you know guy yes. is like all right so let's jump on this machine it's a Correct. good one for doing yes. this, that they don't know <laughs> so you've got a little bit like that's kind of your niche it's kind of like your special sauce is you're the guy I know who who knows that stuff now obviously you're serving a market that like n- either they understand that this is the stuff that's important so their level of awareness is already kind of high or they're just like local this is the closest gym to my house and it turns out like they're badasses <laughs> they know what well, they're doing it's um it's yeah the other the other one is that's actually not either one of those there's a limited set of people that have the high awareness and I love meeting those and those are a lot of the people that drive in but yeah. a bigger it's like I said as the product and this is just my work like at this point in my life I've had to buy like terabyte hard drives external hard drives because I'm like I really do have a life's work at this point of like mm. thousands of pictures and thousands of videos and success stories yeah. of like people were frustrated with not working and, mm-hmm. and it's like it, 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 I really have just become the guy of like in any given week you will hear if I have four new evals that week it's four people that have been dealing with this thing for six years and they've seen nine people in six years and nobody's fixed it and yeah. then you know I'm the full sleeve tattooed guy and we're we do it our way. We're playing hip hop. We're playing yeah. whatever, but we're going to get some healing done. We take yeah. the freaking uppity white. We take that out of it. It's like, let's yeah. just be real yeah. to one another. Yeah. And so they come in with, please help. I heard you fixed this other person. So I'm here because nothing else works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then through that, they're like, oh my God, this. And then, then they're a person of higher awareness and they right. understand how work goes. But totally. I, I, like as an entrepreneur, just looking at, where my business demographic is, yeah. it's like I could do a whole marketing plan to, are you sick of shit not working? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I had a local, I had a local surgeon. He gave me, he paid me a really good compliment and we were just talking shop about patients. And he said this one case that he had and where he sent them to for rehab. And I was like, Oh man, why, why didn't you send them to me? Like I would to knock that out of the park. That's an easy one. And he said, he goes, Oh, where I sent them, they were good enough to do what they learned in school. He said, you yeah. get the stuff there's no protocol for. Yeah. I was like, yeah. thanks man. Like that's <laughs> right. Like, like, oh, yeah. like, thank you. You yeah. know, because it's, it's, um, so much of what I do is very much not protocol based. Yeah, it's very scientific based. It's very, I got 30,000 patients under my belt or something in the past, however many long yeah, years. Wow. I have a lot of experience to draw from. Um, anecdotal, you know, without I that. It. I mean, it's to me, this is such a great, like, ex- like, like specific metaphor for the, the kinds of things a lot of entrepreneurs have to deal with. Like a lot of the people who listen to this show, they're trying to create something that is similar to what's already out there, but different in some essential ways, either because they feel like it should be more this way. They're trying to create something in the world that they think should exist right now. What's great about that, it compared to what you're doing, it's like sure. there are people's lives and bodies on the line. There is lawsuits on the line. So the amount yeah. of intensity, awareness, focus, uh, like the above boredness that you've had to bring to your practice and what you're doing is it takes all of that to a whole other level, right? Which is fascinating because a lot of us are fly by night figuring things out as we go. We're going to like, we're, we're hoping that we put together a blog, a podcast and it, and it hits, it pops or we're, right. we know this thing. I'm thinking of uh, one of our fizzlers who, who's, who's real deep on, uh, on insight and training and uh, experience with dealing with labor and l- like, like the, the moments after labor building up to labor as well. And so she just put together a course that a, that a lady can take uh, with her spouse or partner or something like that to, to know what you need to know about labor, to feel like you're coming into it confidently, to feel like you know what the next 30, 60 days are going to be like, this kind of stuff. And so she's taking that one-on-one stuff she's been doing with clients and moved it into an online environment. We see a lot of that kind of stuff happening as well, creating something that isn't really yet quite there. But I'm just laughing at how intense the thing is that you're doing is because there's like like this person's body or life is on the line in some meaningful way. Um, And so I'm just like kind of tripping out on that. But the the question I want to get to here is... From your sort of start, thinking about those those first few years, what would what was like the op, what was the what was it like those first few years? If there was like a word that described what those first few years were getting started, how would you describe it? 
uh, like the from the time that I decided to jump out of my own is what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first few years of. Give me make it. I I I honestly think about stuff I'm like the first few years. Um. Exciting. It was exciting. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, it was, um, you know, anybody who has that true entrepreneurial spirit, you know, when you're, when you're out there and you're like, oh my God, I'm doing it. Like you get excited about the dumbest thing you waste, you waste seven hours on like <laughs> how your logo is going to look and what the name of your business is going to be. And then you're like, you like, <laughs> you're right. Like, yeah. like, oh my God, we can put this here. We're buying a gear list and like, you know, all the opportunity, the door opened up and like, it's, it was exciting. Like, it's yeah. like, it's all, it's naive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Totally. Yeah. No. So compare that, yeah. compare that mindset then with yep. what you, what you know now, if you, if you're, if there was a word for right now in comparison to what has changed between then and now, what would, what would you land on? I'm tired. Tired. Yeah. Wow. Tell me about that. Uh, it's, it was interesting that you pointed out like the, um, the magnitude of the work that I do. I'm just now trying to make my business make money. Yeah. Like I, I, I help people, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, I look at, you know, my writing and my speaking and, uh, I could have a book on my success stories. Yeah. It's, um, uh, Yeah, it's pretty cool when somebody can't walk. Mm. And, uh, you know, you help them walk. Yeah. It's hard to put a price on that. Yeah. And so, that's what's uh, kind of been keeping you going for this however long. I mean, because you've got that built in to your interactions with your customers on a daily basis. Yeah, it's like, you know, any intern that comes through, it's like some of their favorite stuff is just like, God, I just love talking to the people after you work on them. Because mm. they're just, you know, it's uh, we make very profound things happen really quickly mm. and it's 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 really you know people will say like oh it's, it's a miracle and it's like no it's not it's just a different way of doing it it's 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 yeah. it's run-of-the-mill stuff in our it's like oh my god i can't believe i found you i can't believe i made this happen and i'm like this is the sixth time this week i made that happen yeah right it's like yeah. it's normal here so yeah. it's it's not that you know i'm like a martyr and i don't make any money and all that but the work and the the drive for the work is what my business has been built on. And then in mm. that, in it's like five and a half years in business. So fifteen hundred square feet, outgrew that in six months, built out four thousand square feet, outgrew that in two years, just built out well, outgrew that in three years. Uh, we had to make the decision at two though, and then three mm -hmm. the lease ran out. Then yeah. built out ten thousand square feet, and now I'm in the second year of ten thousand square feet. So a lot of, you know, uh, any profits have just been just to keep up with mm. that growth, 1,500, yeah. 4,000, 10,000. Yeah. And I, I, I spearheaded the builds on every one of them. I'm from a yeah. family of carpenters. I just went to school to do this stuff, but I have pictures <laughs> of each build of me, my dad and my granddad building the facility that I work in of, of <laughs> framing out the inside of it. With Seriously. Fucking, like with the rifles for the deer hunt afterwards, just, <laughs> just leaning up against the truck. You have to eat after you work all day, yeah. man. Like, come on. Like, it makes total sense. Dude, I love that. I mean, I feel like I'm talking to a little, literal, like, like, I don't know, renaissance man like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really, I think I really appreciate your vulnerability on that and, and just how, how easy it is for you to go to those places that someone, you just strike me as such a real guy like that to talk about how, yeah, you've been going like mad. And the reason yeah. why is you tapped into something where the train just started going and you've been putting tracks out in front of it. Like, like mad, just keeping up. Just, just keeping it, it, up. Yeah that's where the energy stuff comes in to keep myself going. And uh, like right now I'm all about healing and recovery. I just bought an infrared sauna. So I'm doing, you know, like a uh, photo biomodulation. I got a juve light coming. I do hot, cold stuff. So right now I'm all about just like trying to heal myself from the past mm. five years of what I've had to do. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, it's nothing different than a lot of other successful entrepreneurs, 80 hour work weeks. Yeah. You know, I, I, got, I got a thing on my Fitbit that can show during this one transition, I was sleeping two hours a night. Because wow. I was like seeing patients for 10 hours and strapping on a tool bag and then going and, you know, building rooms until yeah. 2 a.m. and then sleeping and then getting up and seeing patients again. Because, you know, I didn't have, you know, a chunk of money that I came from. So it's the money had to keep coming in to keep things moving forward. Yeah. And that's yeah. just, you know, it's kind of getting to that point of, of building it to, to that. So I've had to, 
my ability through all of the you know other energy work stuff and that energy thing you're talking about, my ability to drastically recharge and revitalize myself through you know grounding and other tips we can get into mm-hmm. is what allows me to take 30 minutes of recovery and get seven more hours of productivity out of it. Wow. Okay. Right? So now I'm like just like chomping at the bit. Like I want to. <laughs> Let me. I, can I jump in and ask one question first? Yeah. Because I Chase, I know you want to go to the energy, and I cannot wait to hear about that too. <laughs> yeah. But one question I just have to ask because it's 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 bubbling at the surface, and I know people listening are going to have this question mm. based on what you just shared with us. The emotion. So we have Scott on video, and I'm sure you guys could hear it in his voice. But that was an emotional moment thinking about the work that you do for your people, and the word that comes to mind as we talk is conviction. There's just this conviction about you. There's this knowingness from the moment we started talking about your business. About you know, without a doubt that the work you do changes people's lives, not only because you've had, it's my suspicion that not only you've had enough people that you've seen the pattern, you know, you've changed lives, but it sounds like you've known that for a very long time. So I just want to ask you where you think that comes from, because there are people in our community who have no shortage of skill and they have no shortage of know-how. They're very talented people. And I just had a conversation with somebody in our community yesterday who has a lot of professional knowledge in his industry and is still asking the question, does this problem matter? Like, Do people care about this enough that they'd want to spend money? We get this question all of the time. So where does that conviction come from? Is that just who you are or is that something that people out there can work on in their businesses? Yeah, it's um, it, it's actually like both of those answers in the same thing. Like, you know, when you look at like what is conviction and where do you get it from? Like my conviction is who I am. My conviction are the is the internal dynamic and virtues that I define myself by and I stand for those. So at what point in time am I going to kick somebody out of rehab, you know, because of you know, some sort of financial issue or something. And again, uh, it's a capitalistic society. I have to make money to pay my bills. It's not a free thing. I'm not overstating that point, but my work is always greater than myself. And I Mm. have just conviction in that. Um, Yeah, I think conviction is something you have to find in yourself. If you're still asking yourself if it matters and there's still trepidation, it probably doesn't. Mm. Right? It's like, you know, it's kind of that place or a chase we were talking about in the other podcast where it's like, how do you develop that internal place? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you I practice, you just, you, you, you sit and you uh, find your truths and, and how you're going to try to shape and change and mold the world around you. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs have, entrepreneurs have that spirit and then they actually try to find a way to make money or they, in, in order to express that spirit where the revenue stream is how they're trying to express their light. Mm. And it's like, no, the work has to be how you express your light. The revenue stream is secondary to that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of conviction comes from. Like that's my work and what we do is the thing. And then we make some money here in the world doing that. That's mm-hmm. a really important point because as Chase can echo too, we get a lot of people who come to us who say, I have two business ideas. You know, I've been in IT services for yeah. 15 years. Should I make a business about that? Or I've always been interested in skydiving, but that's like my passion. And people get really <laughs> people get really stuck between like which of these two things do I do? And I think there's some perceived safety in where your experience is. But what I'm hearing you say is sometimes that's putting the revenue question before the question of like, what are you really here to solve for people? What are you really here to do for people that matters to you as an individual? Yeah. yeah. You know, if you, if you want, if you want to like have a, a, a money making idea, uh, you know, I know a story of an entrepreneur who just, he started middlemaning uh, trash can sales and it's, it's actually one of the, uh, yeah, it's, it's the guy that manages my company's insurance group. And he's just telling me the story. He's an older, I love, I love asking older entrepreneurs about their stories. I just love mm-hmm. hearing the stories. And um, he was like, yeah, he goes, it just always makes me wonder if I got in the right, you know, kind of business mm-hmm. just from some of his clients. And mm-hmm. he's like, there's a guy that like, he said the old school model would have been to buy a building, buy a bunch of trash cans at wholesale, store them in the building, sell them at retail or make a retail front. And this student to say society figured out how to be a middleman mm. and he is making bank and he doesn't have any overhead. He doesn't have any building. He doesn't have a retail <laughs> yeah. store. Yeah. And it's, it's because of technology these days. If you want to go make money, don't try to use your passion to do that. Yeah. Go be a trash can middleman (laughs) 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 and and you can make money to then support your passion, which might be this other thing. So a lot of people get that 
confused, right? Yeah. It's like your passion is your passion. Whether or not you want to use that to make money is two separate things. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> That's fascinating. I love this. Uh, Steph, it's, you know, I love that you said that, Steph, because it's so true yeah. that we hear that exact thing. All the time. All the time. I have two business ideas <laughs> they're like i have two business ideas and i want like like i don't one of them like queue up number one number one is like safe opportunity yeah. sort of option right yeah so you know this is a thing that's like this that exists in the world that's already there and i could do this because i have a little bit of experience with this and queue number two like <laughs> well the option that's like uh, listen, if you're going to be successful enough to support your family with that, like you're going to have to kind of hit it out of the park, right? right That's a right. totally dangerous option. Is that exciting to you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Does that sound interesting to you? Because, yeah, you're putting yourself and your family potentially at risk in the same way that you're putting yourself and your family at risk in the other option yeah. for different reasons, because it's going to neuter you as a human. It's going to, it's going to, you're going to, if you're not going to be able to do that in a way that still supports something blooming in your life that you know needs to bloom, mm-hmm. right? If it's not giving you that for that whatever whatever that vital energy that we get out of life then you're going to be paying for that too and then you're going to yeah. be seeing scott dolly over here for some <laughs> some elbow issue that's not your elbow man <laughs> yeah. really for your shoulder if, yeah. for that example <laughs> yeah totally for your you're shoulder bro like that's totally the issue <laughs> yeah totally exactly okay so i love this i love that you went there steph thanks for for pulling that in um I feel like we should jump into what are some things that people can be doing to to increase their energy throughout the day. Like I'm thinking of like one of the things that we see people doing all the time is caffeine, coffee, mm-hmm. right? I personally have had my own journey with caffeine and I had to get <laughs> off the stuff because <laughs> it was it worked way too well for me and on the other end of it it actually ended up hurting me so much more than it helped. Right? I saw this comic that was like four panels. One of them is like a groggy, like groggy, like person in the morning, and uh, or I can't remember what it was. Like the brain was all groggy, and then the coffee comes up and goes like, "Hey, let me help you." And then, and then, uh, okay, hold on, let me say this for reals. This is like one of those jokes that I'm getting so wrong. Step back. <laughs> this brain that has this fog on it, then this brain with this fog on it meets this coffee cup with a big smile on it. Then the brain feels great hugging the coffee. And then the next screen is the fog and the coffee exchanging money <laughs> because it was like a, it was like a rigged deal. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I felt like I felt like that was my story with caffeine with uppers was stuff like that. So people are using <clears throat> caffeine to get through that afternoon slump. Like this is where this is where we're talking right now. How, like what do you think we should do instead? What's a more uh, more supportive thing for us to do that does help us push through that afternoon or something? Okay, so it's um, it's. So one, I love caffeine. I use it all the time. I, I do not. I would not like to offer an instead of caffeine answer. Like yeah, I'm like, yeah. Have some caffeine. I just, coffee. I was about to get really. Yeah, sad. I'm like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like. I'm like. Suddenly, I'm a liar. I'm like you. You know. <laughs> I'm having okay, caffeine right now. So we're right using now. caffeine. Okay, we're using caffeine. So when you look at like what is one of the biggest plights of every entrepreneur that other people who aren't entrepreneurs don't get, mm. and that would be the when you're off, you're off. If you work for somebody else, when you walk out, you walk out. You're free. It's my life. It's my fun. It's my weekend. When you're an entrepreneur, you you don't walk away. Right. It's like it's there constantly. And you have to, especially with me facing a business that's been growing so much. I've been working seven days a week for, Mm. you know, almost five years. You know, and I've taken vacations and I do the stuff, but it's the that's the whole piece of the working seven days a week is that when you're an entrepreneur, you might have a little bit of relief that revitalizes you, and then you walk. You, that was one hour, and you're like, God, I feel so refreshed. You're a naturally an entrepreneur. What do you start mm. doing that second hour now that you feel refreshed? <laughs> yeah, you go work yeah. on your business. Step yeah, left right away. Totally. You're like, oh, I yeah. feel good again. I'm going to go bury into it. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so in to jumpstart your day, the quickest way to ruin your energy all day long as an entrepreneur is – Using your phone as your alarm, setting, taking the alarm off, 
And then there's your email notifications. There's your text messages. And as soon as you woke up in your vehicle, your body that day, boom, two problems to two fires to put out three issues you got to deal with. And you're in like, let me chug some caffeine so I can catch up with this mess. I got to go deal with that will your life up. You will not be productive. You're actually you'll be running very subpar the entire time and your work's not even going to be very good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But then there's a lot of really talented people who their yeah. work will just be the fine. Their work yeah. will just be as good, but it's they're going to hit that burnout that everyone totally. talks about. Hold on, that's you know? that's that's big, right? Cuz a lot of us feel like I'm not like like it, for me to crush it, I right. got to do everything and my work has to be at a high level, right? Yeah. And so and and some people are capable of doing that, and at the same time we don't see behind the scenes where they're they're like just digging deeper and deeper and deeper a, a hole into themselves that that that's putting them in energy debt almost where they're so, going to have a decade of recovery from this. Right. And then, so the other thing is like so you know when you when you don't have those messages and stuff coming in, even if it's just if it's for an hour or thirty minutes or however long you can push off the world, don't lay there in the bed just hitting the snooze button. Like do something intentional mm. to bring energy into your life. Go mm-hmm. look up what Qigong meditation is. Go look mm. up what yoga is mm. and take like every morning when I wake up, you know, I'm being it's like I'm doing some mobility in my hallway. I will walk outside. I let my I let my bare feet touch the earth every morning. Mm. Even if there's snow in the ground, even whatever, my bare feet touch the ground every morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Right, it's all ground. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. So when you look at it, you guys know in photobiomodulation or all the Wi-Fi signaling stuff, uh, positive ion, negative ion exchange. You guys talk about. Well, that I don't stuff? know anything about that, man. My whole house is covered in Wi-Fi. Yeah, okay. that's what I need, right? Right. Yeah. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, right. When you look at uh, a after you, everyone loves how it feels outside after a storm, right? Uh-huh. You know that feeling I'm talking about. Yeah. Or you get yeah. to the beach. You get to the beach, and there's that feeling mm-hmm. of like so. So when the waves are crashing and the water's oxygenated and the winds are blowing, or when it just finished storming and the winds are pushing out, and there's water all around. It creates this very negatively charged ionic space. Okay, our bodies heal and resonate with that. Mm-hmm. When we have Wi-Fi and all these signaling and cell phone stuff running into us all the time it's an excess of positive ions. And then that actually throws off our frequency as a human. And now we're more sympathetically activated, which is our fight or flight response, which entrepreneurs live in a lot. Like my existence depends on if I can make this happen. That's a fight or flight response. Like a grizzly bear is eating your face off. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) So if you're stuck in a sympathetic place, your parasympathetic system isn't kicking on. So you're not even digesting food optimally. You're not resting optimally. You're not healing and recovering when you're down. So I can take 30 minutes of downtime and get seven more hours of energy, and you can't get that in six hours of sleep because yeah. your sleep is half-assed. You're not getting parasympathetic recovery. You're checking your phone every time you wake up. Mm-hmm. So that, see, like by, by bidding all, you can actually be really, really efficient in a small amount of time. Yeah. Instead so of so like that, that's wasting. what I'm hearing, this efficiency of recovery. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. So we can get, we can turn pro in like, there's ways we can turn pro in recovery and that's yep. going to support us much deeper with the work, uh, like the real work that we need to be doing. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And, and there's, it, it helps to understand there's no such thing as multitasking. If you guys are hip to all that new research and stuff that's being shown, like I've mm-hmm. said forever, I'm a multitasking champion and I am damn good at it. And then like they're saying, well, actually there's no such thing as multitasking. There's other people that are just really good at shifting from one thing to the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. You, you got me on that one. I do yeah. just shift really well from one thing yeah. to the other Be- thing. I can't because do both really, at once. I get it. We're focused on the one thing at a time. We're just sometimes able to, to, to switch back and forth. Is that what I'm hearing? The research is that's, about that's you're just going deep on one thing. Got yeah, that, well, that's how the brain works. You, you, you can't do like I can't have this conversation, another conversation at the same time. Mm. I can't. I can't hear on my phone if I'm going back and forth with you and this one and I try to check an email. Look, I'm getting chattery and yeah, I try yeah, to yeah. check an email <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm, uh, what's happening right there is extre- with extreme quickness. I'm talking yeah. and listening to you, but then I'm giving this a second, a millisecond to yeah. receive what's in the email. And then I'm talking yeah. to you and then I'm giving this a millisecond, yeah, but it's yeah, actually yeah. not two at once. Okay. It's yeah. rapidly back and forth. Okay. So when you can super streamline focus, shift gears, super streamline focus, that's mm-hmm. what we're really doing. Um, so 
that that helps again thinking you're resting but while you're resting you're checking email mm-hmm. you're not resting yeah yeah you can't rest and check email yeah so if you block the world out and take your 30 minutes or your hour or whatever you can do and i promise it's in there i, I lecture on repetitive stresses there's 168 hours in a week here check this mm-hmm. out i'll do this math real quick for you this okay. is another whole help 168 <laughs> hours in a week right uh-huh. so if you slept for 50 hours and you worked for 50 hours sleeping for 50 hours over seven hours a night 50 hours of work, 50 hours of sleep, there's 100. 168 minus 100, there's 68 left. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get a second 40-hour-a-week job. So you got a 50-hour-a-week job, a 40-hour-a-week job, <laughs> and you sleep over seven hours a week. There's still mm-hmm. 28 hours left. Take yeah. 28, divide by seven, there's four hours a day. You could sleep over seven hours a night. You could work two full-time jobs, one that's actually 50 hours a week, and still mm-hmm. train or meditate four hours every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no such thing as you need more time. You're not using your time. You're not disciplined enough to use your time the right way. Mm. So yeah. that's uh, the Jocko. Jocko, I forget. His, his name is Jocko. He's like the uh, famous Navy SEAL. He was just on Tim Ferriss. He just released the book, Discipline is Freedom. Okay. Yeah. It's a, the discipline is freedom. Have the mm. discipline to shut the world out. Like, do not check your phone for the first hour you wake up. Set your damn alarm an hour before you normally do. Don't check your phone. Take that space to actually practice things with the purposeful intention of I'm doing this to give myself energy. I'm doing this to align myself with my passion. I'm doing this to make my business better and give yourself that space. <sighs> now go <laughs> open your email up. Now go yeah. approach the world. There's yeah. a, lot of ener- a lot of energy into that practice. Yeah. It's- it's so weird to me that we're talking about this because I just started doing this this week. I like literally awesome. <laughs> I I was the person like, seriously just this week I was the person I have an 18-month-old daughter. I was letting her crying wake me up in the morning whenever she got up. I had my phone. If I set an alarm it was with my phone. I would look at the text messages, I'd look at the email, and just this week I just kind of got this hit from my intuition that was like, what if you started getting up an hour before the the, ba- the baby does and just do some prayer and journaling and no phone. And I, I guys, I've been doing this. It's Wednesday at the time of this recording. I've done this for three days and my days, <laughs> not only, I feel like a, a new person. I know it's going to get hard. I'm, I'm in the honeymoon yeah, stage, yeah, but right. <laughs> not only have I had some like epic work weeks or work days where I've gotten more done, but I have felt so much more grounded. It really does make a huge difference. So people out there who are listening to this, you've probably heard some, some very like, like some, you know, way of this advice before, but for our skeptics, you guys have got to come back to this because I have been through so many cycles where I do the opposite and it just makes a huge difference. Mm. It's, it's, it's incredible. The difference that it makes in a matter of days. Wow. Wow. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. You know what we did uh, recently, Scott, is I put together a journaling course for entrepreneurs. So they spend the first, and I just wanted it to fit in for like five minutes, a five minute sort of journaling thing that taps us into a little bit of gratitude and a little bit of affirmation to help get the cobwebs off of our, you know, crappy ways of thinking about ourselves. And then, uh, uh, then connects us to our intention just a little bit for the day, for our goals in our life, what our passion is, stuff like that. It's at, for anybody listening, if you haven't taken that course yet, it's amazing. It's at fizzle.co slash journal. The feedback from it has been incredible as just a simple method to do this kind of thing for like in five minute chunks. This is, now Scott, here's what I'm thinking is, is people need a kind of, uh, if they've, if you've never done this kind of thing before, I think a lot of people are like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. I'm going to set my timer. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to crush it. We're going to do, I'm going to wake up four hours early and then like I'm going to yeah. so, so sympathetically activated. So yeah. sympathetically <laughs> yeah. activated, right? So, so fight or flighty about yeah. our, re- our recuperation and our rest, our intention. And so part of me thinks that one of the best ways, just in my experience of working with with, you know, myself, basically, if someone could have given me a little bit of a pill of, of gratitude, like, here, listen, dude, this takes you like 60 seconds every day. You're going to do this in this little journal before you, before you get to start work. You, you don't miss a day, a red X on the calendar for every day. You're doing this for 
30 days in a row. You can't miss a day. Otherwise, you're donating, you know, uh, $500 to the Donald Trump Foundation, which for me, which would, would be a nightmare, right? Something like this would be like someone would have to hold me and go like, you have to, and it's like 30 seconds, Chase. It's going to take you 30 seconds. And then I think in the middle of that, at some point I would realize, uh, my hunch is I would realize just how powerful and how good for me that experience is and how much it supports all of this crap that I want in my life. And I'm constantly worried about the fact that I don't have, I'm constantly feeling like a victim about, you know? So gratitude was how it started for me in some ways, but it also has all this body stuff, all this stretching yoga now and meditation as well. I've gotten really into this stuff precisely for this reason, because it feels like I can, I can take on any mountain when I have a practice like this. When you look at, uh, I could actually, you know, email you some of these articles. It's um, one of the, uh, I've been on the Ryan Munsey podcast. Him and I was pretty much become friends. Um, he's working on a book right now. It's going to be a really, really good book when it comes out. And uh, one of the things that he has a lot of references for that him and I talk about is uh, gratitude. So like, no, shit, it's so cool how our conversation has flowed here. Uh, gratitude was going to be another tip that I gave. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I'm not kidding. So, what your, so what's your advice on how to use gratitude? Like, tell me about your story with gratitude. Um, I have a little, uh, rescue dog named Lily that I bring to work with me. You, you guys can see pictures and stuff on our social media. Like she'll lay on the, t- she, she, she comes and knocks on the door. If she's not in the room with me as a patient, yeah. um, in between every patient, I'm like wrestling with her on the floor. I, every single day of my life, I take five seconds, 10 seconds, whatever, to just truly be in the, mo- that's the key. Be in the moment. Yeah. You can't mm. say, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for this. Shit. No, feel it. Five mm-hmm. seconds, like I am grateful that I get to bring my dog to work every day. Yeah. And every yeah. day when I'm playing with her, I take a minute at the second to just yeah. have that appreciation yeah. of like, I'm great. So then, but why I mentioned Ryan Munsey in the book and everything, cause he's actually linking in, he's doing, he does such a good job at like looking at all of like the research out there for the skeptics. So mm-hmm. everything that he's saying in this book, it has, it's, it's referenced by here's this research, here's this research, here's this research. Yeah. Practicing gratitude every day at this point is shown time and time again in research to increase our serotonin levels, to increase our dopamine levels, mm. right? And help keep us out of that sympathetic fight or flight response. Mm. So actually, neurophysiologically, gratitude gives you more energy. Mm. Like not wow. just woo-woo, like we're measuring it. Your dopamine and serotonin levels increase if you practice gratitude. Wow. One of the rules of my business is don't make fear-based decisions. It's actually one of the rules of my life. I don't make fear-based decisions. <laughs> like if I'm afraid of it, it's not that I do the opposite. I just go, whoa, I was about to do that out of fear, mm-hmm. right? So fear yeah. creates a whole other cascade of stuff inside of us. Yeah. You know, so when you actually take that moment to feel grateful and feel connected and appreciative of the things around you, you now have like an instant revitalization for those tasks in front of you. Yeah. So that's another way to get energy, to pull it in. Um, Philosophically, for those out there that are a little, you know, deeper into the science of things, when I was really studying the human body and energy fields and, uh, you know, all the the depth of the last, you know, 20 years of my work, um, how could we possibly need more energy when the only thing that we are made of is energy? Mm. Right? Like it's, it's all we have. It's all the only thing that's here is energy. It's just different mm-hmm. forms of vibrating little particles, but I need more of it. Yeah. Mm, well, something doesn't seem right about that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. So no, you need more of it flowing through you is what you right. need. Mm. You don't mm. need more of it. You need more of it flowing through you. So when you, you know, can actually do that self work and find your own blockades, get rid of those own blockades. Uh, and, mm. and a lot of it is that compartmentalization, practice gratefulness, practicing gratefulness is just one thing. I will take and shut a door in a treatment room, sit down, get on the floor, kneel, deep squat, whatever, and just breathe and internalize, you know, and I'll do Qigong breathing or some other stuff. But the whole point is if you take out that I'm doing Qigong, you can sit down and do a coloring book, whatever. It's a physical yeah. practice of a medium thing to get yeah. energy inside of myself. Hmm. I am actually holistically, my entire being in that moment is doing that. Hmm. So if you Hmm. want more energy as an entrepreneur, learn how to find the moment and exist in it Hmm. because your whole journey is going to be outside of the moment because we have deadlines and we have right projects and we have, so you're constantly in every moment of like here dealing with this, the reason you're charged for this, right? What do we love about deadlines? They will motivate you. Yeah. 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 So the, the whole energy that you are actually Using the energy you're channeling in that moment is an insecure, 
energy based on a deadline that's coming up that, oh my God, I got to get this done for it. Mm, uh, yeah. We could just take a step back from a creative standpoint, you know, and be like, I don't know if that's the energy I want running through me to actually create something. Yeah, I might want more of my passion running through me or I might want more of this or this running through me to do that. So mm. it's like, you know, you take those moments every day I get out of my truck and this is after I've already, I mean, I, I'm, I'm 25 minutes from work. I do the thing at home. I step outside, you know, have some like coffee with some fat in it, some chaga, some cordyceps. And it's like, all right, let's do my day. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like I get to work and uh, every, when I get out of my truck, I stand, I always do a whole, like you could relate it to like a sun salutation thing. It's a Qigong thing, but it's like mm -hmm. palms are up to the sky. I'm breathing energy in. I'm pulling energy from the earth into my body. And then I, you know, shut it down. And that takes me like, it looks like I'm just stretching in the parking lot outside mm -hmm. of that's what it looks like to somebody looking. There's a yeah. lot more going on than that, but it probably took yeah. me six seconds. Mm. So if you look at this constant interface of go and recharge and go and recharge, Another tip is as an entrepreneur, start having those small recharge moments. There's actually that, uh, you guys may have had someone talking about it. It's the Japanese thing where they do, uh, it's uh, 25 and five, work 25 minutes, take five off, work 25 minutes, take five off. Pomodoro. Oh. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So in those five minutes, what do you do with those five minutes? A Westerner mm. would check email in five minutes and yeah. see why I wasn't working while I was checking email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. No, yeah. it's check out for five minutes. So then uh, if you looked at, you know, 50 and two fives, there's your hour in a 25 mm. minutes on five minutes off, 25 minutes on five minutes off. If I truly checked out, how productive was I in those 25 minutes versus mm. if I just kind of forced myself to push through that hour, you might have mm. only gotten 17 minutes of work done. Mm. Yeah. Right. So when you look at flow state and it's uh, or, or just being really, really efficient and on point as an entrepreneur, I've learned, you know, through. Like I, I've used my tools to really grind this business into existence. So even though I've known better ways, it's uh, I've truly been in some situations where I had to go and sleep, had to wait. Um, but these little pieces to keep my energy going is mm. how I've been able to keep that pace going. Yeah. So now I'm just taking bigger sections of time and trying to balance my life out more optimally mm. to, to have that more harmonious existence. You know yeah. what, I'm saying? So what, I'm, I'm what I'm hearing is is just like you know it's like in the in in Chinese Taoist philosophy it's this concept of the yin and the yang it's just and the yang is this like masculine go get them energy the yin is this feminine recuperative restorative stuff and all I'm hearing from you is find the yin find the rest find the recuperation. It's more valuable to you than you can ever possibly know. It's not about forcing this out into the world. It's about recharging yourself, and you need to know how to do that. Because once you, once you have the ability to plug in to the battery source and refill your tanks, then you will be able to do whatever work is required of you over however long of a time that that takes. Now, you, that to yeah, me, that, that to me that sounds, <laughs> sounds really, like, profound in a world of, you know, go, 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 mm -hmm. go. But it's a message I'm hearing across the board in health and fitness stuff, yeah. in success and business stuff, as well as, you know, spirituality and things like that. It just seems to be something we've gotten so out of balance with. Yeah, big time. We're, we're detached from the world and the we're detached from the battery source inside of us mm. that's just that's not at the Starbucks drive-thru. Mm-hmm. We constantly look into the external world to give us energy. And this, yeah. this is what I tell my coaches. I'm like, when, when people are coming in, you know, do people work out um, for their bodies or for their minds? What do you think? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, what do you think, Steph? I think primarily for your mind. Yeah. It, it's, I think it, that, that, that's where it's got to be for me, yeah, at is. least. Uh, well, it's yeah, where it's, it's, everybody will trash their body to calm their mind. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's like we all have our like coping mechanisms, right? Like right. these are the yeah. these are the things that we can do to uh, to survive another day, to survive another day. And some of these are 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 like they just help us survive, but they're not actually resting and recuperating us, right? Like I've been in modes like that with certain things in my life that I'm like, oh, this is I have to. It's like you're clinging to it, like you're gra you're grasping yeah. for it, like I can't wait for this to be done so I could go do that thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah. actually, over time, I started to realize like that's not actually that healing for me. Yeah, I still got to wake up the next morning, and I actually have less in my tank than yep. I did the day before. And this is like not going to lead somewhere great, right? If this yeah. if this habit keeps going. 
I was just on a podcast last week, and it's the uh, it's like the uh, the Fit Man podcast, and I was we were talking about balance and training, and it's one of those things. It's because it, it it's again what you and I were talking about about that ability to look at yourself objectively and mm-hmm. say why you're doing something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing for someone who's achieving a fitness goal or a rehab goal or an entrepreneurial goal. We have to, you you make yourself get up and do it when you don't feel like it, mm. and that is extremely virtuous. You yeah. have to develop that ability to overcome your emotion, to overcome the I don't feel like it, and get your ass up and go do it if you want to make it happen. You have yeah. to do that. But now, and and then what are you what are you battling inside of yourself when you do that? You're battling that inner bitch that we all have of I don't want to, I don't feel like it, I want to lay here, <laughs> right? So you got to overcome that. Well, yeah. now when the body is actually screaming at you like yo. For real, I'm about to break. Like, mm. this ain't good anymore. Yeah. You still relate it to the same thing. Like, you're quieting that inner place of you that you had to overcome. It's yeah. like, no, that was the real wisdom. Now you need to balance that out. Now when your body's screaming rest, you have to objectively look at what you've been doing and go, yeah, I would need some rest after that. Yeah, yeah. And then actually yeah. take that rest. So learning how to push is a huge virtue that we all have to learn. But then learning how to be honest and not indulgent mm. with when you need to rest is mm. the other virtue that comes later on. I feel like, like that's a thing I'm trying I have to relearn now. Because, yeah, yeah. Whole, because you're late. Yeah. My whole life's been so young, like so like go, 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 go. Yeah. Cause in my head it was so is such a nightmare. It was right. like if I'm not good, if I don't perform like amazing out here, then I'm gonna be even harder on myself. And I'm already really hard on myself, right? So yeah. because of that, my whole energy was just like all of this gotta go do go to be and I'm never yeah. really paying attention to to like if I was having a good time or not. And turns out to come come online and be like, Oh, hey, guess what? We're not happy. This has not been yeah. fun. <laughs> We're really yeah. depressed. And, and our mind is actually suffering quite a bit from this thing. So I get into this whole cycle of going way more mellow, way more yin. Everything becomes restorative. Every, all the exercise I've done for the past two and a half years has just been stretching, right? <laughs> like that's it. That's that's it. Yoga and breathing. Yeah. And my body's yeah. never been stronger or healthier. I'm literally amazed by that. But yeah. now I'm at this point where it's like, okay, I'm just now starting to to want a little bit of that, like uh, of that, like. Yang. That, like yang going in there you know what he i mean he, like he even, said he wants the yang i want a yang i want to <laughs> i want to yang every day but i have to learn how to do it because i've been so mellow been right. so mellow that now i gotta like i gotta teach myself that balance again and i'm just amazed at how much of my life and how much and maybe this is this makes sense to some of you entrepreneurs out there listening uh but how much of my life is is constantly that pendulum swinging and learning uh, at each time around and realizing like whoa that was a long swing for like two and a half years i've been I, i've been like swinging towards mellowing out and now it's like okay we're mellow now we let's find let's try to like find that balance now that we've learned how to do that which yeah. is nuts for me i mean it, it, it but it, it is going to be like now my my inner bitch as you put it is a little more like <laughs> it's, it's, i don't know i got to deal with it from another angle now you know yeah 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 well that's what mm. you 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 kind of get into the forefront of it and again it's like you are empowered to do what you feel like you want to do yeah. And that's a big responsibility. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, suddenly it matters. Like, cause it's, it's all just a reaction to things around you and entrepreneurs will push and grind and react better than a ton of people. Mm. But given your full choice of action and the things around you, how you interact with it, how do you maintain energy? It's easy to rest when you're tired, mm. but rest when you're not tired. Mm. That's a challenge. Yeah. And that takes foresight and that takes a little higher perspective and awareness to say of, mm. you know, to rest when I'm not tired. That's what I was talking about on the, uh, the podcast that podcast I was on last week. I was talking about we all get up and grind when we train and we post pictures of it. Hashtag gains. Well, actually, yeah. you should say like hashtag breakdown if you just left the gym because the gains happen when you're sleeping. So you should yeah. wake up. Yeah. Post hashtag gains because that's when it just yeah. happened. Anyway, <laughs> totally. I'm a geek about science, but that's how that's truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it, Steph. Right. So, so as in closing here, Steph, anything else you either want to ask or say to sort of wrap this thing up what, what, from your perspective? I don't know if I have, I don't think I have any more questions to wrap it up. I think as I leave the conversation, it's just, it's, it's very affirming for me. It's very strange how these things work because, like, like I already mentioned, this is something that I've been thinking about in my own life. And, mm. 
we'll continue to think about. And for everybody listening, we have a lot of conversations about this, guys, fizzlers who are listening in our community. We talk all the time about managing your energy. We've done a lot of episodes lately about burnout and how not to burn out and how to push and when not to push. And what I'm getting from this conversation is to, you know, pursue what it is that you want to bring into the world that you, that conviction that we talked about. But Mm. what I, what this season of my life has been about, and I think a lot of people resonate with this based on conversations that I've had is it takes a lot of faith and trust to rest. Like you said, Scott, when you're not tired, because your lizard brain wants to keep working, at least mine does. And I have to trust myself. I have to trust that that rest I have noticed if I give it to myself, I get my work done twice as fast and Mm. way better. I get new ideas. My creativity has a chance to be reborn. And I have to, it's this constant practice of trusting and having Mm. faith that the rest is going to give that to me and that I'm going to get greater gains from that sometimes than pushing harder. So people out there, that's probably, for me, it's a newer idea. And so if it's newer for you too, I just encourage you to sit with it because there's really, really something to it. So I've just really enjoyed this conversation and I'm going to take it into the rest of my day. So thank you, Scott, for sharing (laughs) with us. You know what, for me, like, like what I'm, what I'm struck by in this is the long-term vision that Scott's like helping us to get in, in mind of, right? It's not about this, this course you're making right now or this blog post that you're making right now or this website you're trying to get up right now or this client you're trying to sell right now. As much as it is, it isn't truly really about that thing, but it's also about, are you still doing this one year, five year, 10 year, 20 years down the road? Do you? Do you have that longevity? Are you burning the candle at both ends? Are you so desperate and afraid that you're not an entrepreneur, that you cannot do this, that you are giving way too much of yourself out of insecurity almost, out of a need to perform, out of a need for your your results to nourish your sense of self-worth? Or can you... Can you have a longer term vision that can come from I actually I, I think I can do this. It might take a long time. And and as this gets really, really stressful, this gets really stressful when you got kids and you got to put money on the table and food in the bank, whatever, however that's supposed to go. <laughs> you know? but, but like I keep all my food in the bank and we just eat money. Um, the, that works. The, um, that's the new economy, <laughs> the new economy, <laughs> super dystopian. Um, but this, the thing that, that is, that's striking me is I think as I look back on my story, one of the things that was so essential was simplification. Oh yeah. Was simplification of, okay, here's all of the things that I'm doing right now in my life that I feel like I have to do in my life, in my business and stuff like that. I need to pull back. I need to pull back. And what happened was I pulled way back. And then my family, my wife also started pulling back. And we started learning how to be more simple, more minimal with each other. I don't like the word minimal as much as I do simple because simple implies this getting closer to the marrow, getting closer to the center, the heart of the things that actually matter. Because if watching these kinds of shows actually isn't nourishing us the way that we want our activities to be nourishing us, then that ends up being, once you notice that, it ends up being really easy to stop, which is very different than going like, you shouldn't watch TV. Did you hear this? Newsweek just put out an article that was saying, oh my God, you... Are you still watching Netflix? Oh my God, you need to stop that. Like nobody, hate, nobody likes that person. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to be that person it, it, to their friends. And and uh, and if you have one of those in your life, just say goodbye. You know, actually, they yeah. do love you. They love and care for you. But there's a way that you come into the into sort of the captain's chair here, and that you can look at your energy levels and and kind of be like, oh man, is this resting and nourishing me? Is this recharging and rejuvenating me? And part of that process for me was pulling back the requirements. Requirements I had on myself, simplifying. So I looked at my business and I said, what are the things that actually matter here? Where are the places where my gift actually moves the needle for fizzle for our business? And we're constantly doing that as a business because we're limited in how much time and resources we have to spend on this stuff. Anyways, that is like one simple exercise you could do to help yourself figure out some of this rest and recharge and get in line aligned with this yin sort of stuff if you're feeling like you're close to burnout. 
is just make a list of all of the things you're expecting yourself to do in your business and in your life. And let's, let's figure out what we can eliminate, what we can simplify, which really looks like circling the, the five or the one to five essential things in each of those columns. And let's double down on those, make sure we crush those, and let's figure out what we can put a line through and eliminate just for the time being while we get ourselves back into a state of balance. Um, hopefully that sounds like good advice to you, Scott. I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's actually, you just bring up, you know, another great point. It's the greatest thing, great thing about the Dow, right? If to give, uh, time to recharging, you can also spend time in the Yang energy working on not giving your energy away, not get, get the energy drains out of your life. Like I mm. don't have TV. The news is depressing to me. Like mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm very picky about the people I hang out with because mm-hmm. it's, uh, they suck the energy out of me. I'm like, I don't, you know, it's, yeah. it's one of those, you know, it's, it's, I've moved a couple times. I've made best friends. I've lost best friends. I've been, you know, married and divorced twice. Uh, mm. it's, it's, everything is like temporary and things change. So be honest with yourself about why you're keeping certain people in your life or why Mm. you're keeping certain tendencies in your life. And you're going to find a lot of those have to do with your own inner insecurities and that you're actually, you wouldn't have to recharge as much if you stopped giving so much of your energy away all the time. Well, yeah. 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 Right, that's, so, a, that's, that, that's a word to end on. That's a word to end on. Cause that's like, that's like a big old finger, like in the chest yeah. going like, what's it for you? Right. And a lot of us, and, and to be honest, like we're, we're all like so well-trained in that. Like we're, yeah. we're, we've been taught from birth how to put up with all this kind of stuff. And we've right. been taught from birth how to like look the, the kind of society, the kind of culture, the kind of life we're supposed to be li- living. Right. right. And, if, and, and it's be all, politically correct, be diplomatic. We've actually, we've actually like blasphemed it to like make it a positive quality. How yeah. well can you let life suck the life out of you and still be nice and put on a face? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm very much known to not do that. <laughs> I love it. And that's how you capture a deer, guys. So, <laughs> Scott. Totally. Deer real. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Scott, man, I can't thank you enough for being on the show, dude. Thanks for uh, being here. You guys here. are awesome. This was so much fun. This was so Better fun. To do it again. All right, everybody. That is episode 246 of The Fizzle Show. Did you not love that? Wasn't that amazing? I loved it. So you can go to fizzleshow.co slash 246. That's where you'll find the show notes and everything you need from this episode. As always, that free gift at fizzle.co slash toolkit is available for you if you haven't gotten it yet. 10 of the most essential episodes of The Fizzle Show you'll find right there. Here is an iTunes review from Donovan K., who I mentioned his last time, but it, there's, it kept going. It says the, the courses in Fizzle, it's not just theories and vocabulary. It's real-world application with all the tools and guidance you need. It's also kind of like Mad Libs, but they wrote the book on building a successful business while keeping the fun and entertainment, and you fill in the business ideas. Donovan, that is so cool to read. Thank you, man. If you haven't left, left us a review yet, dear listener, you could do so right in iTunes, and we will all see it. Steph, Corbett and myself get the notification. We share those things. Uh, No matter where you live in the world, would love to read yours out on the air as well. So, dear listeners, I hope you can find that energy. Tap into it on a regular basis. Relax, recuperate, and rest because you've got some big work to do. Love y'all. Talk to you later. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. We'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Bye-bye.